Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching. There we go. This latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend, Simon Talner. How you doing, mate? You all right? Very well, pal. Thank you. You? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You've been up there. I am, I am. There you go, if you want to have a look. Yeah, if you're watching on on YouTube, I'm, I'm in my new kitchen. Uh, we did say I was going to be in my office, but um, I'm not going to desk, so I've not been very prepared. So I'm in the kitchen. Uh, also, I'm not very prepared in the sense that, unfortunately, I've I've left the microphone at the old house. I haven't picked it up yet. So if the audio is a bit shit, um, I apologise. I'm only using my, my AirPods and, and, the, and the audio on there. I, I don't think it's as good as a USB microphone, but Simon says it sounds okay. Okay. Um, so we'll trust Simon. Uh, the new kitchen is a bit echoey as well, so apologies if you're picking that echo up. Um, it'll get sorted out. Hopefully by next week I'll, I'll be in a different room and, uh, and it'll be sorted. Um, and, well, number one, I'll have the microphone back, so that'll make it sound better. Um, but yeah, have you been up too much, mate, this week? Nothing, mate. Uh, just uh, usual <coughs> recovery. Uh, what about yourself? Bob moving? That, no, that's it moving and I, honestly and again some people will be watching on facebook now and they'll be thinking oh, i'm sure we didn't see see uh, an episode last week yeah totally forgot to put it on facebook last week i'm gonna be honest and, yeah. uh yeah I, I just i started moving on friday didn't i so uh, i just and it got to like friday at 7 p.m and i was like oh shit i ain't done it yet and i was like quick i'll start doing it now and then something else came up and i got sidetracked got back to this house at like nine i'm like oh forget it i'm not putting it up at this time um and also the pre-game show, I didn't forget to do that, but I think I said at the time, didn't I? There was a lot of editing to be done with it. And just with moving, I didn't have enough time to do all the editing and stuff. So um, apologies for that. But back to normal now this week, no more moving. Um, 
well, hopefully not for a few years anyway. Uh, still going to get a few bits and stuff from the old house yet, uh, but that won't really um, affect um, any podcasts or anything. But um, but yeah, I feel like I've sort of like neglected uh, the podcast a little bit at the minute because um, other things had to take priority. So uh, I apologise to the listeners uh, for that. Uh, but before we get into this week's podcast, I do want to quickly mention, as always, that we are, of course... Uh, sponsored by Pitch Sports. If you haven't already, please do go and check them out. They are available on the App Store and on the Android Play Store, whatever it is on there. And as Simon is uh, beautifully gesturing, um, it's on the bottom of your screen now. You demonstrate. Well, no, because you're pointing. You weren't demonstrating the app, were you? You're pointing towards the banner at the bottom of the screen. Um, so it is at the bottom of your screen. Now, all the information um, we give you every single week, like I said, it is sort of like a fan hub where you can go and speak to fans of the same club, of other clubs, put your opinions across and even answer some questions that we put out there on the app uh, for you to interact uh, with us. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the game then. Uh, of course, it was Burnley 1, Everton 1 at the weekend. You did the watch-along uh, for me, Simon, so you're probably a better place uh, than me, definitely, um, to do it because I... It was on the telly um, at this house and then I had to go get something from the other house and I put it on the telly there and I was going in between houses. So I missed bits. From what I gather, I put my point across first because this time I've not watched that much of it. So I won't waffle on for too much. From what I gather, we started well. Obviously, we got the goal as well. So that kind of proves that. Uh, but then Everton uh, came back into it. But we should have been 2-0. I've still not seen that chance though. Uh, where we should have gone on 2-0 up, uh, as I think a few people said. But, uh, but yeah, Everton won Burnley, one go. Yeah, a good chance, uh, that second one. But we'll start from the beginning. It were it were a fiery start out of the blocks from Burnley. We were sort of tenacious in midfield again. And um, it's just one of them games where there was, oh, there was individuals that were standing out. But collectively, there was no one doing anything wrong either. And it just... Unfortunately, that second chance didn't go in. But people keep going back to that. Oh, well, if would have put that second chance away if it had done this. But in enhanced in in retrospect, if um, if Nick Port were in the goal, mate, it could have been three one to them. You know what I mean? It's just we all had chances, and I think ultimately to summarise sort of what was a good game really was it was probably a fair result in the end. Um, yeah, but that that was my sort of take on it. I think 1-1 was a fair result. It was disappointing to not win when we played so well, though. Yeah, I, I think for me, I think if if I could summarise it from what I saw of it, I'd say the first half, we were the better side. Last five, ten minutes, Everton came back into it uh, in, the, in the first half. But second half, Everton were the better side. Um, so, a, in a way, a game of two halves. And from that, yeah, I'd probably agree that a, a draw was probably a fair result. Um but you mentioned Nick Port playing well. Um, you mentioned Chris Wood missing the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about Robbie, Bla- uh, Robbie Brady, player of the year, Robbie Brady. He's uh, well on the way to it now as well, to be fair. He's, he's back and he's got a goal. But obviously, Joe's aside, it is, it's good to see Robbie Brady, A, back, and B, playing well again. Because when we first signed him, I thought he was class. And I, I, we say it time and time again, season seven, it was fantastic that season, um, but since the injury, he's, he's been poor. So, not to go full cliche on everybody, but Robbie Brady could be like a, a new signing if if we, uh, you know, if he starts playing well and scoring goals again. Well, you definitely didn't go cliche then, eh? Um <laughs> Basically, I think myself, Brady's one of them that he has to start turning on these performances. It's all right doing it today or, or, or the last game even, but yeah, we need to see you know three out of four good performances from him because. 
we he ha, we have stood by him. He has been here a while. He has survived many of injury. Um, but like you said, Burnley fans are sort of begging for a performance now from him. And I'm not going to lie, when I see his name, and I did it this time, when I seen his name on the team sheet, you're automatically sort of thinking, you know, it's almost like we're down to bare bones when I see his name on the team sheet. Um, especially when there's other players that I look at and I think, fair enough, he's pushed them out. Um, but yeah, he had a good game. He had a really good game. All but that bit of cramp where I thought he were down injured again in the 80 fifth minute or whatever it was i just made the number up but he, when he went down i thought oh, here we go again but no he got up he got, got on with it um i've not heard anything to say that he's got any injury after we went off uh, i think he's he's done all right hopefully he'll play again the next game because he did look lively and maybe as i keep saying in sort of previous podcasts the runner consistent players with the games coming up would be what we need to get momentum i think consistency yeah, well, I think he has to play next game, doesn't he? I'd, 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 it'd be okay. stupid for, for, for Dyche to, to get him in, get him playing well, and then just remove him again. So any confidence that he could build from getting a run in the side will just mm. immediately be taken away from him. So, yeah, uh, he definitely has to play. I know we've, I know we've mentioned Nick Paul, but um, yeah. let's let's talk about him again because he was the winner of the Turfcast podcast Man of the Match Award. So big shout-out to Nick for that. That is obviously the most prestigious Man of the Match Award there is for Burnley players, of course, they all look out for who is the Turfcast podcast man of the match. Just ask, just ask Tarkin, just ask Matt. I'm worried next time you see him, mate. I've been told they all look out for it. Yeah, um, but it, it, it award for it, boss. Yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. waiting for, for the tag. They're waiting for the tag on on Twitter. That's what they're waiting for. Uh, but it was Nick Pope this week. Um, but again, he, he played brilliantly, didn't he? Like, don't get me wrong, Nick Pope. Um, you know, he, where did he make that mistake? Was it the Newcastle game earlier this season? Um, but he's, he, you know, ever since then he's he's just been Mister Reliable, um, and he's done it again this season. Obviously, he, he made the save against uh, Crystal Palace later on that, that that got us the three points, and he's kept it in this game again. But another solid performance from him. Honestly, he, he was class. Everything that we love about him in previous seasons that you know it's been hard to see any player have an individual sort of great performance this season. But to see him back, he starts at the back. Man, we, we've said it before. You get that back five sorted. And you can build on that because it makes yourself hard to beat is the first thing that we sort of do at Burnley, isn't it? And yeah. uh, it, it was good to see it, mate, because it gives you confidence to push on. I, I've said we saw as wingbacks, which I'll go into soon, both wingbacks were going past the halfway line, you know, because you've got that sort of reliability behind you. You've got Ben Mee now, you've got Tarker, and if they if they still get through them, you've still got half a chance with Paul. He's one of them keepers that sort of like Tommy and had it as well, where when they're through you still think we can, he's going to save it, he's going to save it. you still got all the confidence that that striker's got to put it past Nick Pope yet, rather than, shit, he's three one-on-one. Um, look at the Benteke save, where it was just like, it, I know it was a snapshot, but it was literally instantaneous, that reaction. Yeah. Um, and then it was same again, he's carried it on. It was brilliant, mate. Two or three saves. Um, I can't pick a favourite one. The one that you've got a, a picture on TC with him diving into the corner looked the best. Yeah. I don't know if it was the best, but it, that one looked the best for me. I think I think it were not one foot cameras because he needed to be at full stretch. Yeah. But the, the, the pictures of it are, are insane. They're, they're the sort of pictures that I can imagine him having fifty foot high on his on his hole that, yeah, as soon as you walk into his house, for example. That's a great uh, image, and I think it couldn't come at a better time to perform that way because you've got Southgate in the stands. There's no arguing now. I hope he's watching this. He had both keepers in front of him. 
And for me, that's the reason Southgate were there. I don't think he was there to look at anything else other than these two keepers. Um, obviously, other people come into the frame afterwards, but yeah, he he did he sell a world of good. And I know Kieran Phillips will be watching this. Will be going absolutely berserk if uh, if Pickford's starting in the next game. Hundred percent, Pickford will start. Tell you now. But my point is, he has done exactly what Southgate's asked. Southgate said in that press conference, no one's really forcing the, for the place of Pickford at the minute. Basically saying to the other keepers, go out there and take his space then. You know, there's always an indirect comment behind these things in the press. You know it. Yeah. Managers say one thing, but basically they're saying, well, fucking go on then, sort it out, prove yourselves and then I'll put you in. Um, but he can't say that, can he, in the media? So yeah. I think he's done exactly what the uh, Southgate's asked. He's gone out there and he's put a performance on that. Just uh, for the, the purposes of balance, not that I need to be balanced because this isn't a, you know, a Premier League podcast, it's a Burnley podcast, but just, just in the purposes of balance, mm. Pickford played well as well, to be fair. Really well. He did a couple of good saves. Uh, going back to the wood chance that he missed, equally it was a good save, mate. If we're, if we're looking at the flip reverse of this and you know we're on an Everton podcast, they'll be saying how good work fucking Pickford today with that save, yeah. especially from the Chris Wood one-on-one. It was a reactive save and he's kind of thrown his leg out, but Wood's done what you would do normally in that situation. You either you either bend it round the goalkeeper or you put it through his legs when he's come out running like jumping. And he did that, but Pickford managed to save it. And it were a good save, mate. So yeah, both keepers played well, but in front of Southgate, there was there were one winner for me. And that's not being buried. Um, you've mentioned the fullbacks there. Um Matty Loughton, Lawton, apologies. Um, Robbie, if you're listening, sorry, mate. Blame Phil Bird. Um, gets gets a lot of stick from from football fans, from Burnley fans, should I say, recently. Um, from a few below par performances, a lot of people um, would have Phil Bard would rather have Phil Bards in there, and that's fair enough. I, I've said it time and time again, horses for courses, them too, sort of different sort of games, different sort of players I'd have. Um, but Lawton were fantastic against um, Everton, weren't they? I think you had him down down as your man of the match, and we included him in the poll, and I think he finished second. I might be wrong. Um, yeah. I can't exactly, but but yeah, talk to me about Louts. Pope's going to win a man of the match because of the importance of the the saves. You know, they were big saves, they need, and and they were brilliant saves, and he played really, really well. Um, Lawton for me was a ten out of ten in, in sort of performance uh, individually. I think he did everything you would want your fullback to do. It was defensively solid mate it was not just that it was composed and even trying to take players on rather than just long balling it down to wood um which is obviously what they're told to do because both wingbacks do that or both fullbacks it depends which game we're playing both fullbacks do that normally they just get hold of the ball get it down and then try and build from there and, and i know that's a tactic but he tried to be composed he tried to play the ball into midfield to try and build the player but then equally um it was just, it was just solid defensively, mate. No one were getting past him. If you hear the commentary back and you hear sort of people's negatives, oh, they got a lot of space on the right hand side, which is our left. We we didn't really have any threats coming from that left hand side. We, we did really really well, um, and there's some good players in that team that could have caused bigger problems like Richarlison, etc. No yeah. one got past him, mate. Solid. And then it was good to see because once he were getting into their half, his delivery was honestly spot on, mate. It was fantastic. But he's always been class going forward, hasn't he? I just think recently he's probably been a little bit too easy to get past. But like you say, he's he looked back to his best defensively. So fingers crossed that can continue. Just 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 to have a look on um, who scored. I know because they give ratings. And oh, stuff. Yeah. I do like. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Matty Lawton, Nielsen Lawton again then, uh, was above average. Uh, the man of the match for Burnley um, yeah. was interest, interestingly Dwight McNeil um, from who scored. Okay. Um, which yeah, he didn't really come into thinking for, for many Burnley players. But I did see a stat recently that uh, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I haven't got it ready. Um, I think Chris Borden retweeted it. Um, of all the players that have attempted more than you know so many dribbles, I think it's like ten dribbles. Dwight McNeil has the highest success rate of like seventy off percent. And it, and it's I wasn't actually going to ask you a question about him, but it's, it's brought it up nicely because um, we're we're all thinking he's having a bit of a poor season, isn't he? But I know stats can cannot always tell the same story, so maybe that one's doing this year. But is are we missing something there with Dwight? Because that's who scored, who, who said he was the best player on the pitch for Burnley, and who scored yeah. going to all the like, analytics and stuff like that. Um, so are we missing something? Is, is Dwight doing something that we're not missing, or are, are stats not telling the full story? No, yeah, I do think we probably we were so overwhelmed with how well he did that all of a sudden we're becoming underwhelmed by what is still a good performance now because we're expecting the expectations have gone higher and higher for him. So possibly, yeah, that's that is realistic. But to be fair, he probably had two stints of so I'll call it half a game, but in two different halves where he were he were really good and he were getting past people, delivering it. A couple of turns, mate, where he just took two players out that um, I can remember where he was running towards uh, Jimmy, James Argree's stand, actually. And um, two players just chasing him out. He only literally did a bloody a, a crease turn and all of a sudden he went through both and they were both looking down and they say, where's ball gone? Uh, honestly, it was the simplest thing you've ever seen. But yeah, he, he does it. He makes it look that simple. That's the difference. Uh, but yeah. him and Brownhill, I'd still say Brownhill was the better player on the day for me. Fair enough. That's interesting. A bit. I've been impressed with Brown. To be fair, and I, I really like him. Um, I think. I think Jack Court's going to struggle to get in the side, but that's a um, a different debate. Uh, right. That's that's what me and Simon obviously think of the match. As usual, uh, we have the fan reaction where we encourage you after a match uh, to give us your opinion on the match. You can film yourselves just talking about the match and giving your opinion, or if you're a bit camera shy. Uh, you can just send in uh, a recording and we'll just stick it out on the podcast. But this is what uh, the Burnley fans had to say this week about the Burnley-Everton game. And just have a watch out for the, the two chaps from New Zealand. Ethan Martin, New Zealand Clarets. Just watched the Everton game. Martin, your thoughts? I was very pleased with the performance. Um, I thought it looked like the Burnley of old. Um, Pity we couldn't get the full three points, but um, um, given who Everton are, I'm not unhappy with that. Uh, I th- I thought they played really well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, at times, they passed the ball really well, really, really well to Burnley. They yeah. passed it between them, they were patient. There were some really nice uh, bits of play. Um, after the, you know, the results at City last week, I thought it was a much better performance. Yeah. Uh, pity we couldn't get that second goal. We need desperately needed that second goal. Uh, Chris Wood was through, but Pickford saved. I was pleased with uh, Robbie Brady today. Yeah, I thought. Um, I mean, almost lasted the whole game, which is a bit unusual. And um, and you know, he got the goal as well. So no, very pleased. And you know, yeah. maybe we'll see more of him. Uh, yeah. He's a good footballer. Yeah, Brady did play well actually. It's fair to him. Yeah, uh, J Rod had a good game. I thought. Um, Solid at the back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Everton, I think they, they seem to be having a lot of luck down the wings. That's especially on the right-hand side. Especially in the second half. Their right-hand side. Yeah, yeah. their right-hand side. 
that was uh, slightly worrying. But mm. um, I don't think we can compl- complain with the result. Um, and then I think was it Arsenal next week? Yeah. Well, we could if we play like that. We could potentially right. potentially get a result against Arsenal. But um, can't we can't be too disappointed with that? No. Uh, they played well, I thought. Um, right at the end, McNeil scuffed his shot when the goal was there. You know, was it 92 minutes? <sighs> gutted, absolutely gutted. You could tell how much it hurt him as well. Last year they would have gone in. Yeah, yeah, he'd have buried <laughs> that last year. But there you go. But no, uh, positive uh, onwards and upwards. Yep. I would say. Yep. Looking forward to the next game. Absolutely. Tada from New Zealand. Uh, I thought we played really well. Uh, I thought we were lucky not to get the three points, to be honest. Uh, some great individual performances. Uh, Matty Lawton, I thought, was outstanding down that right-hand side. I thought that was one of his uh, best games in a claret shirt for a long time, probably since the Arsenal game last season. I thought it was awesome. Uh, got up and up, up, got going forward when he could uh, and put some great balls into the box and defended really well yesterday. Um, surprised me with that performance. I thought it was outstanding. Um, Nick Pope made a couple of Good crucial saves, but apart from that, it never really troubled, really. Um, again, Southgate watching it stands, you know, for me, he's got eight of the two yesterday. He was the most confident goalkeeper, and that's not just being biased, that's just looking, just watching them both yesterday. You know, it's a great goal from Robbie Brady. Uh, can't take anything away from him. It's a great start with the right foot, but I thought Pickford should be doing better from, from that kind of distance. I think he should be getting a glove on it at least. Um, I don't think he should be getting beat from there. Uh, Brownell for me was man of the match by a, by a country mile. You know, I don't know what fucking game Martin Kiyoma watching to give it any Everton player. I think he gave it Godfrey. I don't know what game we were watching. Brownell was absolutely magnificent. Yes, I thought it was best best game in a, in a claret shirt, and he's he's been a great signing for us. You know, uh, links up the player well, breaks the play up when the opposition's coming at us with Westwood. Uh, I think Jack Court's going to struggle to take back in that team if I'm honest. You know. Uh, him and Westwood forming a good partnership. Yes, yeah, so all in all, it's a good point, but we've got to start turning these draws into wins. You know, I thought we could have got could have got the three points yesterday. Probably should have. Just shaded it probably on chances. You know, Woods had that chance before at 1-0 and he makes it 2-0 and that's that's game over for me. I think we would have gone in confidence, maybe even got another one. But I thought we'd deserve the three points yesterday. You know, nice and compact, defended really well, defended magnificent, magnificently. You know, I didn't give Rodriguez or Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin much. Apart from the goal, you know, we just switched off a bit of ball watching uh, from Tarky and me as the ball's coming, you know, we're just ball watching instead of following Calvert Lewin. And um, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought all in all, it's a good point. But like I said, we've got to start turning these draws into wins. Um, and that new, you know, news on that takeover this week by ALK looks to be getting nearer. Uh, who knows? Uh, I just thought, you know, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Garlick's doing the right thing and he's he's taking the best interest in, of the club in hand and not just selling to the highest bidder. You know, we need to be left in in good hands. We don't want to be ending up like them bastards down the road, you know, scrapping around and fighting around at lower leagues. You know, we've had our time down there. We need to be kept up on the big boys. Still confident we'll stay up. I think just about, you know, results have gone for us this weekend. Fulham's got beat again at City. Leicester's got a late winner this afternoon. Sheffield United, so you know West Brom's got a tonking that's going to help with the goal difference, you know. So we've got it, we've got, but we've got to start, like I said, turning these draws into wins. Uh, onwards and upwards to next week. That was better, wasn't it? Um, delighted for Brady. Um, I'm amazed he both started and then lasted um, almost a full match, and we haven't heard he's been injured since. So hopefully that's that's 
that's him okay for a little while, so that's a positive. But uh, performance-wise, it was back um, to where it should be, I think, which was important after last week. Um, so I'm not really worried about relegation yet because there's signs of being back to what we know we are. Um, you know, Spurs game, Crystal Palace game, and then City's City in it. But uh, I'd be more worried if we if we'd have got hammered yesterday or the performance was just as bad. Um, but the fact we've bounced back, um, that that that's that's a good sign. A point against Everton, I'd, I'd have taken it before the match if you'd have offered it anyway. Um, I thought we had some good chances. I thought Wood was unlucky uh, to find Pickford. Um, it was actually doing alright to be fair but uh, Nick Portman unreal um, if Southgate was watching them two together surely no he's not in any doubt about which one should be number one um, Calvert-Lewin was always going to score I think he's a, he's a good player I really like him um, although was it Westy or Brownhill I think one. I can't remember which one it was Was I thought they were fouled in the build up um, and initially I thought there was a bit of offside as well but when I've seen it again I don't think there is but um, attack seems to be just better. We seem to be creating a, a few more chances now, taking a few more risks. Now, whether that's because J-Rod's on and he's a bit more direct, um, I don't know. Um, or whether confidence is just coming back. Um, but either way, it's good. Um, and it won't be long before goals and then wins start coming along either. Um, disappointed to only get a point after after taking the lead. But Everton are a team who, who want to be finishing 6th and 7th, so you take a point anyway. Um, but the performance is good and it's getting better. Um and as I say, goals and wins, will, 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 they'll come eventually. We just need a run of no injuries now. Um, get this takeover or whatever investment, whatever it is done. Get a couple of faces in in January. Push on second half of the season. I think we'll be all right. There's worse, worse teams than us in the league. Um, and if we can keep getting these performances better every week. So there you have it. That was the fan reaction. Big shout out to everybody who got involved in that. And not, as I said, sorry... At the start of that, uh, look out for the for the New Zealand guys. Uh, they were obviously the, the the two lads at the beginning. Uh, big shout out to, to to the chaps on New Zealand Clarets that got involved. Um, it's great to get someone from uh, so far away um, to get involved um, in the family action. Uh, and a big shout out for Kieran and Neil for getting involved as well. And as I always say, please, uh, if you want to get involved, please do. Because I nearly didn't do it this week, you know, because I, I only got sent. Kieran's and Neil's, and I'm like, I can't just put two out. I can't put two out. I was too busy to do on myself. Thankfully, the New Zealand Clarets came to the rescue, so I put it out. So I nearly had to cancel uh, the fan reaction this week, and I was just going to put it in the podcast rather than doing it on the show. Um, so if you are always thinking about doing it or, or you don't never really get around to it or whatever, um, please uh, see if you can uh, you can do it this week because uh, – we nearly had to cancel it, and it's some people's favourite feature, and yet these people aren't getting involved. It'd be good. It'd be good to get more people involved, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, big shout out to everybody for getting involved. Um, now, I'm going to do the bit now. This is the bit where I normally do the pitch sport video. Now, I said to you all last week, didn't I, that I'm going to upload a video, and it's a question about Josh Benson. Now, I also said at the start of this podcast that I may have been neglecting the podcast a bit recently, but I also forgot uh, to send uh, the uh, the Fantown video. Um, so a lot of you, there you go. I'm, I'm making it up to pitch by putting the name at the bottom again for this bit. Um, get some get, get their branding out there again. Um, so apologies to the... I know some people actually pause the podcast and go and answer it um, or wait until after it and then go and answer it. So apologies to those of you that were looking on the pitch sport app and couldn't find it. And I do sometimes say, like, oh, pitch can sometimes, you know, take a while to get it uploaded and stuff because they're all very busy. No, it was just me this week. It was just me being shite and I forgot to do it. But 
Um, not do not fear. I have um, I've sent it off that that very question which I said I was going to do last week. I've sent it off, and there it is on the fan time. It's on the top now. Do you want to see more off Josh Benson? Now I, I don't type it. They've typed it. I, I've asked. Do, do you want to see more of Josh Benson? So that it is there. If you want to go and answer it, answer it now. Um, so yeah, this is normally the bit where I read out the answers. There's no answers because I've only just uploaded it. But what I'm going to do now, this is this is this is good. This is good. It means I can send a video every week to them on Wednesdays, so that when we record on Wednesday night, it's there ready and waiting. So then we have a week of me saying, "Hey, go and do it," and then advertising it on the socials, and then you boys can all go and answer it, and girls can all go and answer it. Happy days, everyone's a winner. So that's basically what I was doing. I was just resetting the the status quo, um, so we could, so we can do it that way. Anyway, next up, Arsenal. Now, normally it's yeah, normally see you pulling that face. Normally it's a very very tough game for the Clarets. Uh, Arsenal are traditionally a top six side, but they are currently fifteenth in the Premier League after eleven games. Fifty. I know I know it's December and stuff, so it sounds worse than what it is. It's not a normal December. But it's still 11 games. You wouldn't expect to see Arsenal down in 15th after 11 games. Um, Arteta is under big pressure as well. Um, Simon, your phone, your phone. Sorry. You want to put it on silent. Um, so, yeah, it's on paper, you, you should be looking at this game and thinking we can get something from this because the 15th. But it's Arsenal. And Arsenal always found a way against Burnley, whether they just... Play better than us on the day, or, or they, or they practically pick the ball up and throw it into the net. They always tend to find a way. So, what are your thoughts on this on this game, then, Sammy? This is the kind of game that if you are an Arsenal fan, you are looking at this thinking this is where we need to kick on now and start our season. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll look at teams like Burnley and see this as you sort of guaranteed three points at the beginning of the season. I don't think they'll look at it any differently now. I think yeah. that they've got an exact sort of running a figure they will know exactly where they want to be in the next five games you know like you did it the other day how many points do you think we'll get from this Clarets literally we have no idea it could be three it could be 12 knowing us um but they will know exactly what their minimum expectation is then that's the difference you see because obviously the caliber of club we're playing against um i seen a start probably um dave roberts or whatever he's called on uh, twitter and he put on that abamyang scored like x amount of goals this season but his form against Burnley is seven in the last five. Yeah, that, that was actually, I've seen that. That was actually Phil Bird. Was it Phil Bird? Oh, the yeah. Phil Bird. I like Phil Bird. Oh, the Phil Bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he put it on. And um, like I said, I didn't read who it were, but I remember reading it thinking, what a good stat that is, but not in our favour, unfortunately. So away at the Emirates, against the calibre of team and players that we are playing against, it's still a ridiculous result if we get anything. And I'm, I'm including a draw in that. If we get anything, it is a ridiculous result. Irrelevant. It is. I know. I, I appreciate that. But I don't know. I, I normally don't. I, I hate playing Arsenal. And, and this week will be will, will be no different. Um, they'll find a way. They'll yeah. find a Even when we were good, we'd you know, score a penalty in the 89th minute or whatever. And then they'd score one in the 96th or you know, something daft like that. And yeah. they, they always tend to find a way. Um It'll be interesting on on the pre-game show. I haven't actually interviewed anybody yet. I've uh, been too busy, but I have... Get your mate Claude on. But this is it. Claude won't be on it, but someone from his channel will be on it. 
Basically, no, no. The, the, per, the, the Terry's better than Cody in, in terms of talking and have a conversation with Terry will be better. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to try and get Terry on. Um, but of of course, Arsenal are playing at the time of recording tomorrow night. They're playing in the Europa League, so I want to do it after that, so we have that as a point of reference. So I will probably be interviewing him on Friday night or maybe live on Sunday morning. Um, we'll see. I ain't done a live pre-game show for a while. Uh, so I might get a live pre-game show in this week. Uh, but, go on. When's the match? Sunday. Is it? I hope. Have I got it wrong again? I don't know, man. Have you go on, now. You rabbit on about Claude. Uh, well, I won't get a rabbit on. I was just going to say I'll, I'll get Terry involved because Terry's a better talker than Claude. Claude's the, the guy that shouts on AFTV or used to shout on AFTV before he set up his own channel. It's Sunday, isn't it? Sunday night. Sunday yeah, night. Sunday 7.15. Sunday 7.15. I'm right on it. I, I ain't got the calendar anymore. I can't no, check no. it. There's no calendar. Just an oven. Well, what's that? What, what purpose is that, sir? It's mad, by the way, because I've been in your new kitchen and it's probably double the size of your old kitchen, but the exact angle that you've got it at makes it look exactly the same shape and size. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not ready for it. I, I, to be honest, I nearly, I nearly did it that way, facing the door, but I thought, I can't just do it with a white door. It looks shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a white door. Into, yeah, it could have looked better. Next week, I'll be in the office, hopefully, but we need to get a desk. Um, but anyway, let's Sorry. get back onto the game. Um, I'm, I am quietly confident, and I know that is a shock. When I'm confident, that means the world order needs restoring because something has gone fucking wrong somewhere. He's um, been moving out. He's going to be Arsenal. I, I just don't know. I just think they've been so bad this season. The pressure is mounting on Arteta and I honestly believe we could be the people to, to stick that final nap into him but bearing in mind Dun, they're playing Dundalk tomorrow so bearing in mind Dundalk could do it if Dundalk beat Arsenal tomorrow could you imagine the meltdown could you imagine that I don't think they will I think Arsenal will the kid because we will get the arse end of that it's like a storm in New York you think oh it's all well and good but the fucking tail end of that's going over here yeah. <laughs> and then that's what will happen. They get a spanking this Thursday night. They'll make a point against us about it, and that's what that's not what we need. Could do we like a little one niller over there for them? Keep keep the tails up a bit. And we'll yeah, I, I think they'll beat Dundalk. To be fair, Dundalk are pretty much no offense to any any Dundalk fans listening. Quilter, um, I don't know if you are a Dundalk fan. You're probably not. You're or you're obviously a Burnley fan. Um, but they are, you know, not of the standard. I think is a political answer. Um, so I think Arsenal will beat them no matter what team they put out. I, I kind of hope the Dundalk do win. That would be class. I probably will stick it on tomorrow night while I'm working. Um, but um, predictions then, because I'm quietly confident, but I'm not thinking we're going to Emirates and turn them over, not by any stretch. Uh, I'm thinking 1-1, thinking another draw, keep it ticking along, another point on the scoreboard as, as we then get into more winnable games uh, over the next over the next few games, uh, give us a bit more confidence to go into them and then start picking some points up. So I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go same again. We score first and get pegged back. What are you going for? I don't know if I've ever said a prediction of Burnley to get beat on Turfcast before. I don't think I've ever done it. I think I've always um, done that. No, we're going to smash him, mate. 1-1. Well, it would be weird if you think we're going to get beat by Arsenal, but yet you always predict we're going to get a draw against Man City. I don't know. Sorry, I'll say a draw, Man City. Yeah, because I always have that optimistic. I've just got this horrible feeling that... They they're going to make an example of us because of obviously Arteta. 
and the, the pressure is under at minute. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Um, my heart is saying 1-1, but my head is honestly saying like 3 0 Arsenal. I'm disappointed in you. I honestly I'm not I am. 3 yeah. 0 against Lee. They're up to 15th. Who were there? They're nothing. Um, I, I, I don't even think we have that many shots when we go Arsenal. No, we, it's, it's Arsenal we beating one of those teams that just, just absolutely seem to have it on us. Um, they don't necessarily smash us every time, they get a helping hand, literally, sometimes. This is why I'm saying it. I'm, you know, I'm a man scorned. Um, like I said, the only shots we seem to get are a Westy in-swinger. Um, yeah. oh, I can't do it. I can't go against it. I'm sticking with my familiarities. I'm not 1-1. Not one, one. One, fair enough. Um, right, well, like I said, um, I have been speaking to... What's that? 3-0? Oh, no, <laughs> making sure I didn't have a cough on while there. Yeah, right. Um, basically, if it was on Super 6 and you had money on it, what would you put down? It's not going to be on Super 6, but if it was on Super 6... I don't know. You don't know. You just don't want to say it. You do know. You just don't want to say it. I do know exactly what I want to put, but I'm not saying it. I refuse to be the negative. My job's the positive. <laughs> I don't want to be the negative. 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. Um, well, as, as I said, hopefully we will be getting Terry on uh, from the... the um, What's his channel called again now? Uh, it works with Claude. Uh, Claude and, and Banter or something. No, Claude and the Bansters. That's it. Um, this way, you know what happened with Palace. Yeah. It, it weren't Palace. Oh, yeah, it weren't Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rival podcast. That's what you're from. Yeah, all right. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully we will be getting Claude on. Fuck, I've done it. Not Claude. Terry from Claude and the Bands. See what happened? You're getting it in my head now. Um, so I'll, I'll have more of a chat with him this week. It might be live on Sunday morning. I might pre-record it on Saturday night or whatever. Uh, but it'll probably be put out on Sunday morning. Uh, maybe even Saturday night. Depends if I can be all editing it. Um, but is there anything you want to add, Simon, before we go? No, good. Thank you very much for having me. I look good, mate. Looking yeah, good. Thank, thank you for coming around. To, I tell you what, listeners. Right, I tell you what. Um, now that salons are open again and stuff, that means you can get your hair cut again and stuff, um, which means Simon is now legally allowed uh, to go to people's houses and cut hair. You've been to Matt's this week, haven't you? You think you've been to Chris's? Yeah. 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 Tommy in as well? Tomorrow. Well, the light tonight on the light, on the podcast. On the podcast off Thursday. You're going to Tom's on Thursdays. Um, I actually, he actually gave me the football treatment this week, listeners. He actually, he actually came to my house and cut my hair in my kitchen. I didn't take my top off like these footballers do because no one wants to see that. But he actually came to my house with all these bits and all his gear uh, and cut my hair for me. And it, it, I finally felt it's taken what? How long have you been cutting hair now? About eight years? I've cut your hair in fucking luxury hotels in Nice. Don't give me that shit. I finally felt like he respected <laughs> me. I finally felt like he respected me, everybody. That's that's what happened. If he respects you, he comes to your house to cut your hair. He don't let you go to his salon. He comes to your house. I once broke my knee, uh, roughly throwing a time out 11am. And by 8pm, I was in the hotel on one leg cutting his hair. And you said luxury, by the way. That hotel was not luxury. <laughs> you had about the one in Nice. Yeah. Well, it, it were all, it were better than the one in Paris, but fuck me, anything were better than that one in Paris. But the one I wouldn't call it luxury; I'd just call it standard. Um, but yeah, Mike, thank you for the comment on my hair. Yes, Hopefully, by next week, I'll have some product in it, and I'll and be in the office. Yeah, I get criticised when I'm not on brand. 
Because they're still at the old house. Have you brought Which, anything over? Just just the settees and the tellies, mainly. And you don't have seen the box in garage. What is? Your box of shirts is in garage. I've seen it. My own eyeballs. Is it? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have a look. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to fill in a gap now. Hold on, no, because everyone can still hear me. Oh, yeah. It's Bluetooth, isn't it? Right, I'm so, opening my garage. I'm opening my... Oh, it's cold in here. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> How did you know that? You said I sit on this box for you, Simon, because I couldn't reach oh, you. Yeah, yeah, it's not that box that I got. Oh, worry, it was another box. You must have seen it when I got out. Apologies, then. Yeah, criticize me if you want. There you go. I'm not on brand. Uh, I apologize. I'll be on brand next week, and hopefully, there'll be branding behind me on wall if I'm in office because I've got some shirts I want to put on wall. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but thank you to Simon for coming on. Thank you to everybody for for it. Everybody for listening or watching. This latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and of course, Sam in town there. And uh, watch along. Are you available? You've only just found out it's Sunday night? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. I, I should yeah. be all right. Yeah. Uh, if you want to join us for the watch along, I think I'm available. I got the rotor, and I'm pretty sure I'm off on Sunday, so I think I'm available. With it being Sunday night, I think Johnny will be available, so that'll be a full house. Um, sorry, Kieran, but it'll be a full house. Um, in fact, what I, I, let's go on to that. I have spoke to you about what happened with Kieran because I, I remember I quickly went on to watch along and I seen Kieran's face pop on. And I'm like, oh, Simon's got Kieran on buzzing. He's been he's been wanting to come on for a bit, but then he literally just went away like ten seconds later. So what happened? It was so frustrating because I had like a little idea for a feature of sort of like, and and I still think it's a cool idea, if, especially when I'm on my own or you're on your own. To sort of bring a fan in who's watching the game and on the chat, it could be anyone, every sort of 20 minutes, um, you know, four times a game, up and just say, like, oh, what are you reckoning? Oh, this is dog. You know, like when they go to the crowd and then they say, like, oh, this is crap, we need to do this, uh, and just get an opinion of it. So I thought, oh, Kieran will do it. Unfortunately, he missed the first 20 minutes because we were driving. So then we did the 40th minute, and then he come in and it was crap. It was just, I couldn't hear him. I put him on and he couldn't hear him. And then the sixth, he said, I said, I'll tell you what, we'll try it again at 60th minute because it does it with me. Do you know when you go on sometimes and it's a bit, I can hear you jumping in the, in your voice. Like, yeah. like that, he said, I couldn't hear him at all, but he said I was jumping. So I said, tell you what, don't worry, we'll try it at 60th minute. Go out of the app, come back in it. We'll, it'll be right, I bet you. And it won't. So I give up, man. Uh, well, if going forward, if people do want to do that, you're better off doing it on computers rather than phones. It does work on phones because I know you do it on your phone, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Watch along, but I tend to find that it, do, it is better on computers. Um, so yeah, uh, if you do want to do that going forward, um, then computers is a way forward. But we digress again. The point was the watch along is back this week. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll get that feature working in future. Yeah, the watch along back. I will be doing a just realised I ain't got a I ain't got a sky dish here yet, so we might be delayed. I've got some ladders. Yeah. Do you know any? Uh, anyone know any aeroman who can put a sky dish up before Sunday? Um, we'll get into that. Uh, I might be delayed, and if that is the case, if I'm far too delayed, like two or three minutes, I might not even come on it because it'll just completely ruin it. Um, yeah, I'll get into that. Oh, and the and the and the um, the pregame show will be up Sunday. If you don't want to watch the watch along, you don't want to watch the pregame show. We'll see you next week for the podcast next week. See you later.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.